0: Hello everyone, welcome to a whole new podcast series by Gan.ai. We'll explore the strategies, tactics, and most importantly, the stories behind some of the most successful campaigns with the people who led them. This is an opportunity for all of us to uncover and learn what it takes to build exceptional brands. Thanks for tuning in and let's get started. All right. In the brand scheme of things let's kick this off officially thank you so much Anson, for taking the time out uh, to be a guest on our episode number one uh, really wanted to you know discuss some very interesting things filled, uh, with you and uh, let me just start off with one straight question which is uh what got you into the brand side of marketing uh and you know for the most part of your career you haven't done a lot of marketing so what got you here
1: I think it's an interesting question. But before I delve uh, into this question, I'd like to say I am not a guest on this podcast. You know, when it comes to GAN, I feel at home. The, for me, GAN is home. So I don't feel as a guest uh, and I'm very happy to be uh, part of this uh, uh, session. Um, so I, like I mentioned, I'd like to phrase my question again and uh, say uh, I'm not a marketer. I will actually change it to I'm not a career marketer, but now I'm a marketer. Um, uh, I spent four years at Zomato, and uh, f- like I mentioned, the first two and a half years was a sales supply role, and last one and a half years, I was leading brand marketing. It's interesting because growing up, um, I was always creative, and, uh, um, and while at college, also used to do a lot of theater. Uh, Dikpi, the, the CEO at Zomato, is my batchmate from college. And I had spent two and a half years um, at Zomato, and they were looking for somebody... Um, in brand marketing, somebody inside who understands the culture, who's also creative, can take up a big mandate and drive it forward. And that's how I landed brand marketing role in Zomato. And it, it was obviously a, a big deal for me because i would never done marketing, though uh, education wise, I had done my MBA in marketing, uh, but I'd never done marketing because I had worked 10 years, so most of my career has so I'm, I'm an engineer, Then did. Um, most of my career post my engineering was into financial trading. I was a financial trader. Um, then I did my MBA in marketing. And post MBA, most of my roles were sales supply. role. Uh, so in, I never did marketing. But when I got that role at Zomato, and, you know, if you get to do a brand marketing role at Zomato, and I don't think there you know, very few things bigger than that. Um, so, and that too, very close to going public. So, Uh, Handling brand marketing, pre-IPO, post-IPO for a company like Zomato, I mean, I think I was just pure lucky uh, to be there. Uh, And I think that theater that I used to do at college just helped me today. And, you know, when somebody says, don't do extracurricular, it it doesn't take you away. I think it just worked out for me beautifully. So, yeah, that's my story. Um,
0: That is fantastic.
2: I, I am, was a theater nerd growing up as well. And I also hopefully will say that I was in the right place at the right time with GAN. So <laughs> relate to you on many levels. Um, so which brand do you think is currently killing it with the marketing ads? Is there one brand that you go to that you're like, they're just crushing yeah. the game?
1: So uh, obviously killing it is uh, it's subjective. Um, and uh, how I define this is there are three things in, in, my, uh, how, in my understanding, killing it means. That if your brand um, uh, hits, uh, so three, three things that I would say, uh, one is you have to be topical. I think brands that kill marketing today are all topical. You know, uh, you know like, like Zomato is one example. You know, I've, I've seen it from inside. Uh, event happens later, but we start talking about it first. Uh, so uh, being topical, you have to hit a lot of nostalgia. I mean, uh, uh, and third that I would say is when you when you take care of finer details. Um, you know, I say you know, they say devil is in the detail. So if I give you some examples of these brands which actually hit these three spots, um, uh, or maybe two of these three. One is obviously the one that is closest to my heart, Zomato. Uh, second, I would say Cred. Uh, they hit a lot of nostalgia last year, uh, and hence you know it's nostalgia played a big role obviously their copy their execution was immense but the basic insight you know hit nostalgia understand my customer that you know my customers are currently at this age so what are what would they talk about let's hit nostalgia and you know they hit it the right spot amul has always been topical you you know that you know every time amul just kills it and, and 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 that shows in their market share right yeah. Two other brands that come close to uh, these three brands uh, uh, are you know Paper Boat and Danzo. Paper Boat is, is topical hits all the nostalgic notes always. And interestingly, if you actually you know pick up a you know that that uh, that uh, packing that where the Paper Boat juice comes in, if you actually invert it, there's a fine you know fine print underneath. So that's when I say you know devil is in the detail. So every yeah. of that there's something hidden. But see those things very few people will read it but those who do they, know, they they fall in love with you immensely you know that brand love is i would say impregnable uh, right dunzo also does it with its uh, print ads they have those finer details in fact zomato has done it many times in its uh, print campaigns there is always a fine copy at the side of it you know 0.1% people will read it but those who do they will share it and they will you know They will never order from any
0: other, uh, you know, food delivery platform ever. Not that there are many now, but uh, no, absolutely. I think, I think uh, uh, Chandan, you absolutely, uh, you know, hit the nail at its head. I think uh, I'm surprised that, you know, Tanmay Bhatt uh, did that credit campaign that you're talking about. Right. I mean, it's amazing how like, you know, comedians are getting into the ad space. Like, what do you think about all of that? Like, you know, like someone coming from an absolutely different stream running, uh, you know, advertisements for the biggest B2C companies in India, like how, how cool is that? Or, uh, you know, or do you think we need to go back to the basics? Uh, because you also mentioned Amul, for example. So, yeah.
1: so, so, if, so this is a, what I say, how the future of marketing is going to go on. See, there, 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 have always been, have been uh, brand managers. Uh, if you talk about uh, career marketers, traditional marketing companies, FMCG, you know, the the mecca of marketing, right? Uh, These people, the brand managers were never creative. They were business leaders and they would hire a creative agency which will, you know, add the creativity to the mix. But brand managers traditionally were only business leaders. They were not required to be creative. I'm not saying they're not creative, but they're not required to be creative. But as we progress, you know, we are seeing a birth of a creative brand manager uh, and, uh, and, and this is an interesting thing because see how I played a, a decent role, I won't say big role, but a decent role in you know, building brand for Zomato these, these one and a half two years. Uh, I was not a marketer. I was not a brand manager. I was a business leader, yes, but a creative person. In fact, at Zomato, I personally wrote some of the copies. I personally wrote some of the TV campaigns that went out. Oh wow. Uh, uh, there, there was always an agency. But uh, there were instances when I would sit in a uh, you know meeting with a creative agency and uh, you know I, I remember this incident, i have to speak in Hindi to make sense. And Catherine, if you want, I can translate it in English. But uh, the creative guy was saying me <laughs> <So, laughs>
2: I got
1: to know. So, I, I don't know if you understood, Kevin, but the, the creative guy was feeling threatened by you know, me suggesting an idea which everybody in the room liked. Uh, so yeah, the, the birth of a creative brand manager is coming up. Most of these new age uh, tech companies, uh, consumer tech companies, they don't have a career marketer leading marketing. Uh, they have a creative person who's a business leader. And, and that reflects in actually the language that we put out.
0: Right. No, that's absolutely true. And and just like how, you know, that is evolving. I think the channels where pe- pe- people are marketing, you know, now are also evolving. So for example, like today I was uh, sitting with my dad and I told him that there are a lot of campaigns that we are doing with, which has Virat Kohli as the brand ambassador, like, you know, and we were just doing just like any other father and son, cal- uh, you know, uh, conversation. It was more like we were doing some maths around how much Virat Kohli would be making right now, uh, you know, just with the number of campaigns that he's doing with Ga- where Gan is involved. And, uh, that conversation was like, you know, my dad was like, but I don't see him that often on television. Uh, and I was like, no, you know, television is not where most of his campaigns are. And, you know, like that leads me to the, to my next question, which is, you know, where do you think, uh, you know, the channels are headed into 2023, you know, do you see a new channel popping up, uh, and, and do you see the weightages changing? Like, where do you th- see most success, uh, across channels now?
1: So, yeah, it depends on uh, what you want to propagate and uh, what is your brand like. Uh, there are obviously traditional models, traditional channels like uh, TV, print, outdoor, and there are modern channels, which are so, uh, uh, digital, social media, you know, influencers. So the uh, modern channels are coming up. Uh, still, I still see many of the brands spend a lion's share of their spends on, on uh, traditional marketing. Uh, uh, for example, IPL continues to see more spends on TV. I mean, this time it will change with Geo going digital and uh, I think this time it will change, but IPL has always been TV first. Yep. Uh, so many of these brands actually put a lot of money on TV uh, and I feel that they are biased in a way. Uh, we Sometimes we feel that TV has to be done. Uh, even if we cannot measure it, I know there are some tools out there which can you know, give you, you know, a directional metric. But many times we do TV because there's a you know fear of missing out of not doing TV. Uh, in fact, I'll give you an example. Uh, I'll, i and not name, uh, but there is only one other big food delivery company. They have always been heavy on TV during IPM. Zomato has never been heavy on TV during IPM. And Zomato has never lost market
0: share during IPM. <laughs> Very interesting. Um,
1: So, uh, we have to see where we are putting the money. What is the value? Uh, I think the big difference is that Zomato during this time uh, didn't have a career marketer and the other company had. So, in a way, they always were biased in what they have learned.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of baggage that comes with like, yes. you know, like the fact that you have been there for a very long time when TV was the major source, uh, you know, uh, of, of uh, you know, uh, lead share for you. And, and so like you, you know, you've had that form of doing television every single time. Uh, and it's just so obvious that you have to do television because, you know, you've done it for the last 20 years of your career. No, that makes complete sense, actually. Now that you There was in that no way.
2: digital department, you know, yeah. I remember working in Sachi and Saatchi and the digital word was just coming into people's vernacular. of Like, well, what's that? Do we need a whole department for that? Like, surely one person can just do it. And so, yeah, things evolved, yeah. things changed.
0: Now that is so relevant actually uh, so i have only started doing sales and sales leadership roles uh, like seven five six seven years back and so uh, like, I don't know what used to happen before SaaS. And so like so many other leaders in the market would be, you know, like trying to implement stuff that used to work before the SaaS world uh, as their commissions plan and, you know, as their sales processes and, and you know, like uh, only to realize that it doesn't work anymore while I don't come with any of that package. And so I can just come in with a you know fresh approach every single time, you know, we're trying to do and try to understand it from you know point in time versus historical callbacks that hey you know it used to work when i was at sap and so it might just work again uh you know might uh not happen anymore so no that actually is a great advantage of not knowing a lot <laughs>
1: yeah because i whenever i operate, i got into the first principle approach that should yeah. we be doing this uh should we be spending so much money in just two months uh uh And, you know, yes, I will acquire a lot of new users, but would they retain so much better that I would spend so much more money. In fact, just spending that money, half the money on digital during that time will give you more mileage. Uh, And that's what we operated with. So it all depends on what you're propagating. Right now, I'm in a B2B company. Uh, Going on TV is a strict no for me. Right. I would not do that. I would not just go out. that's like getting in a helicopter and throwing out money. Right. And,
0: you know, assuming that people I like want to benefit, you know, want to give this money to, they'll get the money. True. Uh, but, you know, I won't be surprised if B2B companies start adopting a lot of B2C strategies, maybe a few years down the line, uh, at least. Uh, we did a rap song just for the fun of it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't see a lot of B2B companies doing rap songs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, did I, you
2: and see I, that, Shandan? It's amazing. No, I haven't seen that. Hi, oh, well,
0: to you. It's so- <laughs> yeah. So, and and I see a lot of people, you know, uh, hiring agencies like Bombay Local to do B two B advertisements. I I know a lot of B two B companies that have hired them, spent upwards of hundred thousand dollars, uh, to you know, like have a advertisement that is only running on YouTube, and like not even running as a paid ad on YouTube. It's just there on YouTube, and then it you know, there's a link to that from their homepage, and they use it as their social media strategy. So a lot of spend actually, uh, you know, is influenced by what's going on in the B two C world uh, by the B2B companies. And sometimes you get that early movers advantage. If you do something like that, you get some, you know, organic traffic your way. Uh, but
2: yeah. Very cool. Good segue into the next topic is what do you think the future of marketing is going to look like and how should brands plan to adapt to it? And of course, how do you see AI playing a role in all of this?
1: I think, um, um, so I, I, this last weekend I was telling my daughter about AI uh, because AI is the buzzword today. And I was telling her how how this technology is moving. So yeah, everybody's talking about AI. And it's uh, imperative that we start incorporating AI in everything we do. And I mean it, everything we do. Uh, or we'll be left behind, right? Uh, and when I talk about future of marketing, so like I mentioned, there used to be a brand manager. Uh, uh, two, three years ago, four years ago, there came you know a creative brand manager. And I think now we will have tech savvy creative brand managers so think of uh, not creative but create tech uh, i think that's that's what is coming in fact when i was talking to gan uh, d- during that during one campaign that we did uh, uh, i i was i was telling that you know i wanted to do something uh, interesting i wanted to create a case study and uh, not from the as from the aspect of just winning an award but actually making an impact making a business metric move like a metric that we care about not just uh, awareness or you know brand love brand preference brand preference is again uh, a loose metric that we can always throw around anything that has no r o i you can say but we build brand preference can you measure it somewhat? so then it's, it's not your performance game uh, so uh, when i'm talking about the tech savvy uh, creative brand manager uh, companies like uh, GAN will have to help these marketers actually think of the possibilities that uh, that that are ahead of us. That's something a brand manager who's not that tech savvy will not understand. Uh, so I think a lot of education has to happen from from uh, from you that goes out to people and that's what I was when I was talking to Su about it, I made sure you know I wanted to have a session where I said I will bring every possible business de- uh, business decision maker in the room. Why do not you tell me everything that we can do and we, you know we can have a hackathon and say, Think of ideas by the end of the day, because yep. the, uh, marketers don't know what all they can do with
0: generative AI. Correct. I
1: think that's your responsibility to tell them the open the world of possibilities.
0: Yeah. I think that's a very strong point that, you know, uh, like as, as a marketing leader, you should definitely be worried. You should definitely be concerned about whether this is doing a, ha, having a positive ROI impact, your business metrics that are most important to you, seeing a positive uptick with the help of any new technology that you're using. It shouldn't be just to win an award. And a I absolutely second that. In fact, as soon as I came, uh, the first thing that I did was I changed the whole perception of customers from doing it for novelty to doing it because it's table stake, And, you know, you you will get like conversion rates that were unprecedented. And as soon as we changed that, customers started to look at it from a very different perspective. They were not looking at it anymore from a perspective of, you know, yeah, let's do it because it's cool. Uh, You know, they were doing it because they will get conversion rates that were unprecedented. Like, you know, in one of the conversations, I don't want to name the brand, but one of the brands that has been using us for a very long time now, uh, I told them that, you know, you know what I, I asked them very, 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 uh, very simple question. What happens if, you know, GAN is no longer in the equation because they they do run a specific campaign every single month on our platform. And they said, you know what, my conversion rate for this particular, uh, you know, campaign used to be 1.5% click through. Uh, we right now at 8% click through. So you know my my uh, KPI for the year was 1.9. So oh. uh, you know if I don't do generative AI now, you know I'm going back to the world of 1.5 to 1.9, and my boss doesn't remember that. So my boss thinks that you know 8% is very easy to achieve, but they don't realize that 8% only happens when the you know video says uh, you know Virat Kohli has a personalized message for you, or you know uh, Salman Khan has a personalized message for you. You know when those kind of messages are going out is when I have a 8% conversion rate. Uh, and so like it's very very important. Important for me to continue sending messages from the Virat Kohli's of the world because, and, and use generative AI to personalize, you know, whatever can be personalized, like name, et cetera. Uh, so I can, you know, continue to get 8% and make the, you know, uh, GMV uptakes and significant CM1 uh, uptakes in my, in the campaigns that I'm running. So like I was, uh, you know, uh, very pleased that, you know, we're making impact more than just winning that award or, you know, more than just ticking the box of using AI. And, you know, you're very right. I think AI is everywhere. In fact, I was speaking to my friend who's in the world of AI and he said, this time my tax filing will be done using AI. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll just upload my form 16 and uh, AI will take care of it. I've already built, you know, a tool for it and I don't need to like file my taxes anymore. You know, AI will take care of it. I was like, wow, like this is basically practical applications of making your life easier using AI if you actually have the know-how of it. That is amazing. Now, I have to ask you uh, about, you know, uh, the the feature of uh, Teshar and Jason uh, Gerudo's uh, chart of music uh, video that you did, the Jalebi Baby song. I think everyone knows about it. It had 300 million uh, views on YouTube. And then, so I had a feature there, you know, so uh, did you already know it's going to be that big of a hit? Like, how was that? even like ideated, I didn't see a lot of brands having features in like international music videos before that, especially like Indian brands featuring in like international music videos and you got a feature in a music video that got 300 million YouTube views. Uh, what was even like going on, uh, you know, while you were planning I'm that, to take
1: a, you know, a long answer format for this, because this is so Please. close to my heart. Uh, but I'll give you, I'll, let's play a game first. Um, I'll give you two answers. You tell me which one is the correct one. Okay. And then I'll tell you the story behind it. Uh, uh, it it uh, so One answer is that it just happened. We were lucky. It happened. We were at the right place at the right time. And second is our IPO was going to launch the day this song was released. So we paid Teshar and Jason Truglo to do Bhangra for our IPO. Which answer would you buy?
0: Knowing as much as I know about Somato, I think I'll buy the second answer because I, I can believe that, you know, uh, Depender actually had plans of getting them to do Bhangra on the IPO. And so he would do anything to do that. Uh, but Carolyn, any, any side that you'd want to pick?
2: I was going to say, I'm going to be impressed if it's number two, but I think I think it is based on Ampreet's answer.
1: Yeah, it's number one. Uh, it's number ah! one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so I'll tell you. Um, um, so the, the second one is actually a message on our YouTube, uh, on, on this YouTube video. And somebody says, did Zomato just hire Jason Durudo to do Bhangra for their IPO. <laughs> uh, and you know, give, no. and every time these comments would come, it would accompany with give the brand manager a raise.
0: <laughs> How much <laughs> raise did you get actually?
1: <laughs> I did not get any raise for this, but yeah. Uh, uh, but the answer is first, you know, at that point of time, we were actually thinking of integrating a lot of content. Uh, I don't know if you know, but after uh, Jaleh Baby. Uh, we incorporated at least seven, eight more songs. Uh, one is uh, um, um, uh, Sidhu Musewala's Satisfied. We are integrated there. Yes, uh, I've seen and, that. Uh, we got to meet him uh, before whatever happened. Uh, we are also integrated in this very famous song by King called uh, uh, Maan Meri Baat, which is going
0: on. Oh, wow. We are
1: integrated there.
0: Wow. And
1: there are many other songs that, that didn't go so well, but we have integrated at least eight, nine songs since then, uh, we have integrated in about, um, six, seven Bollywood movies. Uh, and you will never say, you never hear a blatant Zomato being mentioned. It's a very subtle
0: red, yeah, uh, you know, that's how it should be. A person be, yeah.
1: with red t-shirt coming with red bag and a red box coming very, as a part of the story, it is always a part of the story. Um, uh, to answer your question, did we foresee this becoming so big? Uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a no. Um, my team member was looking into it. He just mentioned that day, you know, I really want to do something with uh, Tesher. And I said, oh, by all means, let's do it. He called Tesher's team that evening. Next day, the team came up with, but we are shooting in a week. Can you commit to it by tonight? And we negotiated that very day and said yes. Wow. So this was closed in a day because they were going to shoot in LA a week from then. Uh, so they wanted to be sure. We wired the money next day. Uh, and uh, uh, why I knew that this is not a it's ex- not an expensive bet is because uh, uh they had already launched this song uh, which did well. Now they were going to do a remake of that song with Jason Derulo. For that, the lyrical video was already out, and that lyrical video was doing well on YouTube. So it was a very safe bet for me. Correct. The lyrical video was out. It's an, it was an earworm. It was doing well without having a video co- uh, component to it, just a lyrical song. So I knew I'm going to get my ROI here. 300 million was obviously a big surprise. And uh, it was like, I still get goosebumps every time I hear that song.
0: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, wow.
2: Um, you conceptualized and launched what is possibly the largest AI generated marketing campaign at least globally in terms of distribution featuring and forgive me I'm going to butcher his name okay close, <laughs> I was close I was close for Zomato how was that idea born how about even come about
1: yeah this is, this is another thing extremely close to my heart um, uh, so we If you look at Facebook ads, there is something called a catalog ad, which essentially you feed in data, you put like, you know, it takes data from your uh, system and it shows catalog ads. So it shows you a restaurant name a dish name, which is, which delivers to you because Zomato's business is hyper local, right? So Facebook catalog ads actually are hyper personalized, hyper local. uh, And these catalog ads always used to do well. So we got that insight from there, you know, these are, but these are display ads. Why can't we personalize, hyper personalize uh, uh, video apps? And uh, that's that's when this idea came. Uh, we were in touch with Gan and uh, we pitched this idea that what if we had three variables in a in a script? I'll tell you, this is the script. This is one of the script that I personally wrote along with the te- uh, with other the teammate. It did not come from an agency. You know, I
2: know and that. Yeah. So that's
1: why this is so special for me. And yeah. we we internally wrote this script for in just three days where 15 of us brainstormed for three hours every day for three days and we had this script by the third day. Wow. Uh, and we obviously, uh, and if you, you, I'm sure you've already seen this, uh, uh, we, we came up with all sorts of, you know, I'll, I'll give you an interesting one. Another version was that, uh, you know, uh, Ritik Roshan is in a, in a jump from a plane and he's, you know, riding the parachute.
0: Right, and yeah. He has the
1: option to land anywhere because he's right now you know way way up, so he can you know maneuver maneuver and land anywhere. So he's thinking of what he wants to eat, so so that he can land in that city. So so now if you want to eat chole bhature, so why don't you land somewhere in central Delhi so you can eat you know that kind that chole okay. Oh wow!
0: Oh so, wow! So then he came
1: up with this anti terrorist squad. Uh, yeah. Where, where the insight was that craving is the occasion. And craving can happen anytime, right?
0: Um,
2: yeah.
1: So if you're in the middle of an anti-terrorist operation,
0: <laughs> and Patrick
1: Roshan being such a huge celebrity, you know, and, you know, he's very muscular and he's, he's macho, but his cravings come in between and he orders a, a, a dish, which is because he's in X city and yeah. he's craving that Y dish. Yeah. But that Y dish is, you know, that Z restaurant is popular of that Y dish. So these are three variables. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what, and... Um, I, I also think you know when you ask this question, you should also add that this is probably the largest and also you know which actually moved a business metric. Oh
0: wow! Which was
2: yeah
1: not just for brand preference, but it actually moved uh, above, you know a metric. Um, so so that's why it's so so special. Uh, while it's creative, uh, probably it's award winning. I do not know. It's not why we did this, but yeah. actually for. Uh, the the love of the metric
0: that we were going to we were chasing. no absolutely i think we loved uh, you know doing this with you and in fact like uh, you know the whole operational challenge that came with it you know i don't think you know anyone had ever thought that we'd be able to serve tens of thousands of creatives on youtube which will be dynamically picked based on which zip code someone is watching this ad from. I mean, that whole operational challenge, I think, uh, I remember the story where I think you were going uh, with a different vendor to do that part. Uh, and then eventually, you know, just like uh, I think we decided that GAN will build it for you in a few days and you don't need to like, uh, you know, like get, do, take any effort or spend any money to do that part of uh, the execution of multiple ad, ad, so ad not campaigns. on an ad Actually
1: distributing it. Gan yes. Yes. And, yeah. you know, I think better than anybody else
0: could have. So yeah, I owe it to GAN. No, no, it is still date. The most popular campaign triggered using GAN. And so like, you know, I think we owe it back to you. And Somato uh, big time, uh, I think, you know, uh, I have to ask you, I think I know the answer already, but, uh, you know, what is your, uh, favorite brand campaign you've ever worked on, uh. I- I don't
1: think you know the answer because it's not the Lithic Roshan campaign. <laughs> oh, no, what is it? Not the, the
0: campaign is either. No, it's not a Teshar campaign either.
1: Oh, wow. I'll tell you what the third one, um, uh, we shot with, uh, Bunny Anna, Allu Arjun sir. Oh. Uh, uh, and, uh, it, it was for Telugu markets, AP Telangana markets. And, uh, the insight was again, that craving can occur anytime. So there's an interesting campaign. I'll tell you. So as you know, South movies, there's a fight sequence and everything goes in slow motion right? So, so bunny Anna, uh, Alu Arjun, that's his nickname, uh Bani Anna. So bunny Anna is like punching a goon and the goon is falling after that punch slowly and because this is taking forever because he's, it's taking forever he's feeling hungry and suddenly he has that craving for gongura matan hmm. uh, and uh, and that's when he tells bunny Anna to finish this so that he can go home and have his dish because the restaurants will get closed if it gets too late and in the middle of the fight sequence, Bunny Enna picks out, takes out his phone, <laughs> orders on Zomato, puts uh, back his phone, and by the time this gun drops on the floor, the, the delivery partner is <laughs> it, it,
0: it, it, it. Wow, that's a strong message. And
1: Zomato, some action-packed. <laughs> yes, you have to see this. It's it's amazing. And interestingly, this made me an award-winning marketer which every marketer wants to put on their LinkedIn. <laughs>
0: Oh wow. Oh beautiful. But I haven't
1: updated LinkedIn so yeah but I'm an award winning marketer now. <laughs> you should uh,
0: put it. You should definitely market that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh but uh, did, did did you write that one as well or was it an agency? Uh,
1: no, I did not write this. Uh, okay. and uh, but the moment they mentioned it, uh I I wrote a part of it, the end copy which uh, you know what says at the end of the campaign that I personally wrote. Uh, but the campaign idea was not mine, and uh, but it is the closest to my heart because it is something so unique, uh, yeah. touching an insight, uh, touching uh, you know a regional chord, and then building on it. And I'm telling you, in terms of performance, that campaign was a runaway success.
0: I, I see, I see this passion in you while you're explaining all these uh, campaigns, right? Like, do you miss all of this while you're in the B2B side of the I, world I, now, I or do you see
1: immensely? I miss all of them immensely. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, there are a lot of good campaigns that uh, we worked on during this time, and obviously, um, there's a lot of nostalgia that's hitting me right now. Yeah. So it's it's obvious, and obviously, these came from heart. Uh, and like I mentioned, some of these I personally wrote, so these are like deep within big wins. So you know, I get emotional when I talk about them.
2: Well, like we said, I think hopefully the future B2B catches up with B2C and I think you're just the perfect person to do that. Um, and so for, for young creatives that are just starting out, what would be your advice to them?
1: Uh, I think uh, if you're going to uh, be, and I think you, have, you should be creative. It's not required, but it's better to be creative. I'll tell you as, as a kid growing up, I never skipped any commercials. That used to come between the programs. Uh, I would never let my mom switch, a mom or dad, switch the channel just because you know, a commercial is coming. Uh, and they knew that I want to. So as a kid, I watched every commercial that I could, you know, uh, watch. I never skipped any channel. Uh, every movie that I would go to, I would ensure that I reached 15 minutes before so that I can watch trailers as well as other commercial that show. Many times brands would actually showcase their campaign first on big big screen. So I would, always, I would always ensure that I don't miss out on, on uh, creatives. Uh, so I think uh, uh, knowing pop culture, consuming more of this content will actually build that muscle memory of uh, writing or thinking of that next big idea. So it has to come from, I think cre- uh, being creative is a muscle memory. Uh, I think it can be picked from reading a few books, but it has to come from how you have grown, how you have the kind of content that you have consumed, the kind of people you grew up with. Uh, so I would say write every day, consume a lot of content, not the reels that we uh, that people consume today, but actual good content, quality films, award-winning films. Look at, uh, you know, a um, lot of great uh, commercials that come from Southeast Asia. Uh, so brush up the, with them. I'm not saying copy them, but, you know, uh, it just goes into a muscle memory. And one big idea that I would talk about is never uh, undermine brainstorming. Uh, even if, 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 even if you are the most creative person in, 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 your, in the room, uh, uh, somebody will say something that will spark an idea. Somebody can bring 10% and probably you'll add 90% or someone bring 90% you add 10%. So, here's uh, my favorite quote. There are no bad ideas. There are only good ideas and the ideas that take you to good ideas. Yep. Um, so brainstorming just you know just adds that extra edge which makes your campaign 10x better
0: yeah no absolutely so true i think i think uh there's so much to learn there uh you know I I, I I never realized that creativity actually actually comes from like muscle memory more than anything else and so like you know the more you consume and the more you've seen i think more the more creative you become uh
2: Funny I mean, the when you said that when um other creative roles that I've been a part of, everyone would say the one quality you have to have, and you either just innately have it or you don't have it, is that you devour content. Is that you just you that's what you were trained, like you're you came out ready to do. Um so I, I totally agree with that point. Yeah.
0: So uh I have to you know ask you Chandan uh like how has the journey between like uh you know different companies been I think if you've worked at companies at different scale uh you know what is the difference that you've noticed when you're going you know you when you're already IPO to you know when the company is still like in the early stages of uh, the one to 10 journey of sorts uh like what is the big difference uh you know do do brands become more more conscious uh uh you know or or you know do you get less do, do you get like less flexibility to to you know uh, use your creative uh, power uh, you know b- what changes between these two journeys
1: uh i don't know other companies and but zomato is in a way very special uh i i'm telling you even post ipo zomato works like a startup and zomato will always work like a startup and that's what makes it so special uh and the hustle the drive i think zomato is always and that's why, you know, they said Zomato and I'm, I'm mentioning they are not, you know, we because I'm no longer there, but uh, always day one or one percent done. So Zomato is always in a one to, 1 to 10 journey. But a big difference between a 1 to 10 and 10 to 100. And if you're asking this question, you know, maybe a year ago, the answer would have been different. The answer would have been the difference between iterating and scaling because, you know, in 1 to 10, you're iterating and finding the PMF but uh, uh, in 10 to 100 you're scaling one of the pmf that is there yep but now obviously the focus is more on pnl 10 to 100 is more of an optimizing journey that yep. The growth that you have seen 1 to 10 more optimized like optimized growth uh, so pnl is the focus so the new the new 10 to 100 is a is a pnl journey
0: profitability yeah i i think absolutely makes sense and and you know like class plus uh, uh, is doing some great stuff. Uh, you know, I, I totally uh, have to have to call that out. Uh, what do you think has been the biggest difference uh, building like Somato versus now Class Plus? You know, are, I know we I've noticed that there's a lot of discussions that have happened around Somato, but I want you to now talk about Class Plus as well. And tell us, you know, like uh, how are you building the brand for Class Plus in in this new setup? So let me take a minute to explain
1: what Class Plus is. Class Plus is into B two B tech. We essentially make. Uh, uh, uh apps for educators so they can uh, conduct live classes conduct uh, uh, host uh, recorded lecture recorded courses and conduct test series uh, and not just for academic educators but also for content creators because essentially all content creators eventually have to funnel down their traffic their free traffic into uh, into money and so courses is the is the next big thing and that was my motivation to come uh, to EdTech and especially B2B EdTech because I believe recorded course is going to be next big thing in, in you know, content monetization. Um, and Classplus is a leading B2B EdTech player. Uh, they are very edgy. They are very creative people. You have to check the uh, Classplus LinkedIn page because essentially we are a B2B company. So uh, we can't go on a public channel and spend a lot of money so we we have to really mi- be mindful of where our customers are and reach out to them uh, so linkedin is obviously our target audience because content creators are there plus our future stars who will work with classplus who will co-create classes with us are there so that's why we we are a lot of cre- we we are we are creative on performance ads on on youtube on, on basically google facebook platforms as and, and we do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. Um, in terms of, uh, um, like I mentioned, Classpress is a B2B player. So we have to like really name who our customer is and relevant message. And I believe, uh, also talk about how generative AI is helping Classpress. So we uh, so when you are a B2B company, you're yes, you're creating campaigns to acquire your customers. But because it's B2B, you're also helping your customers acquire their customers. And generative AI can play a huge role uh, for a B2B company like us and our customers. And so we already have a solution. We, we uh, already use, uh, you already know about it, where our customers actually use generative AI to reach out to their customers.
0: True. No, absolutely. That is, that is great. Good to see B2B companies using generative AI as well. And, uh, you know, and as you mentioned, I think everyone should be looking at, you know, finding use cases for it. And as long as you can see business metric improvement uh, using that then, uh nothing like it. Uh, oh, great.
2: I think these are all the questions uh, that we had for you today.